Hey, welcome to the Upside Down Podcast. This is Ash. This is Tori. And today we're going to be talking about Stranger Things, Season 2, Chapter 5, Dig Dug. But before we get started, let's go right into our Friends Don't Lie section. The first thing that we wanted to do was say a big apology to our friend Brooke Anderson. Do you know why? (laughs) Because her name is not Brooke Anderson, guys. It's Brooke Ranson. And she thought it was really funny. She listens to the podcast and she knows that we are terrible with names, aka uh, Agent Connie Francis, (laughs) which is really Agent Connie Frazier. And Brooke was nice enough to send us a little note for you listeners. So enjoy. Hey, Upside Down Podcast, it's Brooke Ranson. I worked on the crew as a stand-in and body double for Will and Dustin on Stranger Things Season 2, as well as I got to be in the background as a student in both middle school and high school scenes. So I have many great stories to tell about working on set with the kids and the production as a whole. It was an incredible experience. I am so blessed. I got to be a part of it. And I'm also a big fan of the show, so I can't wait to nerd out on all the things that are strange with Ash and Tori. See you guys in January. Bye. Thank you, Brooke. That was so sweet. We're really excited to talk to you in January, (laughs) and we already have a page flooded with questions for you. The next thing I wanted to do is tell Tori that I talked to Cynthia Barrett. She plays Barb's mom. I had lunch with her last week. She came to the theater, and she told me that when we did the interview with her, she had actually just recorded her scene on Stranger Things, season two, episode one, where she was with Joe Keaton. What? (laughs) Tell me that she... And she said that she was so worried that she was going to spill something. But, you know, they signed the NDA, so she was trying to be very vague. But she was like, yeah, I actually just got back and I had shot it when I was talking to you guys about her small appearance on season one. That is so funny. (laughs) Yeah, so I was like, we were cheering when we saw you. We were just like, yeah, that's Cynthia. It's so amazing. But That is so funny. So when she was like, did you meet Joe? When you were like, did you meet Joe? Did you meet the kids? And she's like, no, no, just. (laughs) (laughs) She (laughs) had. She actually did like the day before. (laughs) <laughs> so now we're going to go to our what we're going to call a mailbag we're getting more followers and so we're getting a lot of um, instagram messages and gmail messages and so here's one of them it's from upside down hogwarts it says oh my god you guys i just found this podcast yesterday and i'm already obsessed i'm probably thank you, thank you. i'm probably <laughs> mega late to the party but if you haven't listened to this already you guys need to check it out it's my ultimate go-to for when i'm bored af on oh. the bus <laughs> <laughs> whatever your name is so thank you that was upside down dot hogwarts if you fellow strangers want to support this person we got another shout out we got another shout out from future mrs wolfhard mrs future mrs ben wolfhard I think there's a lot of future Mrs. Wolfhards out there, but this one says, shout out to these wonderful ladies. I just adore their podcast. Aw, thank you. And then the last one that we got was from Niall Shetty, and I know we're murdering your name. I'm sorry in advance. (laughs) It says, hi, Ash and Tori. I love your podcast and Instagram. Keep up the good work. I really hope you guys can become extras, if not main leads in season three. (laughs) Dare to dream. (laughs) So if... I, th- I thought about this question, and I was going to ask Tori. We know that Tori wants to be a main lead, so I have two questions for you. If you could get cast in season three as a main you lead... You know who I'm going to say. You, you would know. like to be Joe Curious, <laughs> Steve's new love interest. No, but it's not going to happen. And if so. you could be cast in a scene as an extra, what would that be? Oh, um, I'd like to... It'd be cool if they do more arcade scenes in season three. I'd like to go there, because, like, I... Well, we've seen the building, so we know it's for sale, so they're probably oh, not... Oh, dang, you're right. I mean, ah, I guess they could rebuild it in screen gems I doubt if they needed it. to. Um, I'm trying to think. Hmm. Like an extra at the school. I feel like I might be too tall. I don't know. 
I think that if I was going to be an extra, I would want to be, you remember in the 80s or like in like a lot of 80s movies, there's like women selling like Tupperware. They're having Tupperware parties. Excuse it, me? Yeah, it used to be a thing. A Tupperware party? Yes, it used to be a thing where women would come over and they would like sell you like Mary Kay cosmetics or they would sell like. Yeah, I knew that. Sex toys or Tupperware. And I was thinking that seems like something Mrs. Wheeler would do. And I oh, would, that'd I would, be funny. And I would want to be one of her friends in the, in the crowd be like, oh. But I was like, that's what I'd want to do as an extra or just be. I don't know. I don't want to be a main I'd lead. I anything. I don't want to be a main lead. <laughs> but I would love to be an extra. I'd be a, a Barb's cousin. Like Girl, anybody. you made a mistake with Steve. Yeah. I. That's exactly what I'd quote it. They'd be like, that's not your lines. I'd be like, I'm sorry. I had to ad-lib something. I was reading something and it was talking about what people's hopes were for season three. And one of them was, you know, that Steve would find true love, that Dustin would get a girlfriend, and that there would be more Jancy. <laughs> and uh. I was like, if you want to send us your submissions, we like audio clips or theories, anything, you can send them to the upside down pod at gmail.com and we will play them. So we're going to get started on today's episode, Dig Dug. Did you know that Dig Dug was a 1982 arcade game and their description is essentially dig your way through the dirt as you try to get rid of the monsters in each story. Ooh. Yeah, so that's kind of like Hopper when he's down in the tunnels. Yeah. So, um, something that's that I thought was cool, or I don't know if it's cool, but like something that got a little bit messed up with Stranger Things is that on Dig Dug, when you're playing, um, when you're putting in your name, I guess, I don't know if you put it in first or at the end, I guess at, at the end, because you have to know your score, they only allow you to put in three letters, so Mad Max wouldn't have been possible. Boo! But they could have done like Mad, how many, what was the three, Max? Three letters. Oh, three? It would have been Max. Yeah, it would have been, or oh, Max would have been good. But, um, but yeah, like Dustin wouldn't have been possible, whatever else they were putting in, uh, Dig Dug only lets you put in three letters okay so episode five opens on the buyer's house and it's joyce she's calling hopper again and she's trying to fill out figure out will's drawings and it's kind of like in season one where by this time joyce had had the lights up all over the house and she was kind of trying to fe- you know connect with will through the upside down like, Man, you're crazy. and now it's like the same look but it's the rivers it's like his you know his tunnels or mm-hmm. his lake bodies are all over the house and mike is there because mike showed up at the end of the last episode and he was like where's will is will okay is, is this about the shadow monster and so mike's part of the gang it's mike and joyce and will and mike is sitting with will and will is you know he's like sweating and he's just telling mike what it feels like that he feels like he's kind of been taken over and mike is like no man you're like a super spy and will is like but what if he's spying on us which is foreshadowing (laughs) after this it goes to uh, then it goes to the tunnels it's kind of like a narration like a switch between will and joyce and mike looking at the tunnels on the wall and hopper actually being in the tunnels and that's really beautiful cinematography i love those shots like it's very low lit but just the light that's coming in and the what are those dust speckles particles of dust floating in the air look really beautiful it's kind of gross, too, when Hopper takes his lighter and he puts it on the wall. Oh, yeah, it's like, and they're all like, and he starts digging gross. through them. It's real gross. I thought maybe he would break through and be free, but he wasn't. <laughs> then, guys, comes Tori and our favorite scene. This is when Jonathan and Nancy are out on their adventure and they go to the Motor Motel. That is not my favorite scene. <laughs> <laughs> not even close. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I know. They know we don't, we're not fans of Jancy. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm just not. I'm not not a fan. I just... Like, I don't care enough. People are, like, so, like, adamant about, like, Jancy. They're like, Jancy, Jancy, Jancy. Like, 
And I'm like, okay, like, good for you guys. I noticed that the lady that was checking them in was eating Hardee's. <laughs> I don't know why. And I noticed that the hotel phone in their bedroom, they get, like, joint beds like 1950s couples used to have, one on each side. And I noticed that the phone in the, like, middle desk was kind of, I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but it was reminiscent to Joyce Byers' phone. Like, oh, the Byers' cool. phone in, in season one, it was, like, a yellow phone. Yeah. It was a little different because it had, you know, the hotel, whatever those uh-huh. features were on those old 80s phones. But they're sitting there and they're looking at they're looking at each other and Nancy's like, isn't this crazy? We always end up together in these kind of situations. And they put their hand on the table and their hands touch and they're, they're comparing their scars and Nancy says, mine's bigger. That's... <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Know. I, don't I want to be Team Nancy, but I just can't. I don't care enough. They're teenagers. Be teenagers. But I feel like those scars look pretty big. They were looking at the Ouch. scars together and she says, so what happened? And he's like, what do you mean? And she's like, to us. And Jonathan. Steve happened. Yeah. Well, Nancy Mom. says, Nancy says, I waited for you. And Jonathan goes, yeah, like a month. Ooh. And then she turned over and she's like, I want the lights off. So that's it. That would be an interesting flashback to have. Like, what was it that made Nancy? Oh, yeah. She but had it. It couldn't have it even. went from November to December. And it wasn't exactly Christmas. It wasn't Christmas Day. I think it was supposed to be Christmas Eve. That had a Christmas. It? E- it had a Maybe. Christmas Eve feel. Like all the yeah. families were together. Steve's wearing the shirt. The tree yeah. is fully lit. The presents are fully stocked. Yeah. I think it's just like for yeah. their thing. Because it's like, well, a month goes by. Two months goes by. Okay. Well, Jonathan's not going to make a move. Yeah. Like, I don't know why she would go back to Steve if she liked. If she knew that she wanted Jonathan, and she's yeah, like, I mean. waited for you. Then just because he didn't show up in that Nancy's month. Nancy's the real villain of season two. Or Nancy should have <laughs> made a move. Why didn't Nancy make a move to Jonathan? Why didn't yeah. she say, Steve and I, you know, I've decided that we aren't. But that whole thing could be kind of like ironed out. And, cl- yeah. and, and we yeah. could know what happened. So she gets really mad at that. Maybe she's admitting to herself, like, you're right. I did only wait a month. Yeah. At the end of that scene, there's a nice fade from the hotel room, too. When Nancy flips over and she's mad, it kind of zooms into the wall. And it does a nice transition into the buyer's house, like a drawing that Will has done. And so you go from the hotel through this drawing transition into the buyer's house. There's a lot of, like, fancy shots in this episode. I like that. And it goes to Hopper, back to Hopper. And he's, Mm -hmm. like, stuck in the tunnel. But Will goes to Joyce and, and he says, Mom, I think Hopper in trouble like so this is before well we don't know but we do know this is before will loses his ability to kind of help them know what's good versus what's wrong and he's trying to help hopper then we see the sinclair house which is exciting so tori and i wondered in season one if the parents that were in the funeral scene with the sinclairs were going to be the same parents that were in season two you only saw him for like a split second i think the dad is the same oh really i think the dad is the same that's cool we could maybe look it up or we'll do it in a friends don't lie episode next week but i think the dad is the same and it shows erica and it shows which is his little sister and it shows the mom people are huge fans of erica they really like her i'm torn because (laughs) i think she's i think she's a great actress i think she's super adorable but she reminds me of a 90s kid more than an 80s kid it's always interesting when you get new characters in a in a show where you're already like committed to certain people you kind of got to get into a groove where you're like oh cool there's that new person again but i think the actress herself is like she's adorable i think they're trying to show like the relationship um kind of like how mike is to nancy so they can show like because like i guess the heroes of the show are the kids and so they're trying to show that like 
Well, I definitely I wanted to see the Sinclairs and the Henderson home. I wanted, yeah. like, you got a lot of the buyers and you got a lot of the wheelers last I'm, year, but. I don't know. I think it's cool that they have, like, somebody younger that's kind of, like, an annoying sibling because that's kind of, like, what Mike is to Nancy up until, like, all the Demogorgon stuff happens. Yeah, and I like how Lucas is just ignoring her, dumping all the syrup on the pancakes. Like, he's like, yep, that's Erica. That's what she does. Disgusting, first of all. Too much. Too much. So Lucas is talking to his parents, and I think we've talked about before how we like all of the ch- the kids, their relationships with their parents. So, you know, Ted is strange, and Lucas is sitting at the table, and he basically is saying to his dad, who's reading a newspaper, he's saying, hey, dad, what do you do when mom is upset with you or when mom is wrong? And he's like, mom is never wrong. And that actress is Karen Kesey. She's a local. Oh, I'm probably saying her last name wrong. Her name is Karen. I'm positive about yeah, that. Uh-huh. Mrs. Sinclair. And she is a local Atlanta actress, and she's agreed to talk with us. So hopefully oh, we'll be sick. able to set that up. But she's really busy, so we kind of have a narrow window to try to get in touch with her. So we're really hoping we can bring you that interview, and that's awesome. I love I love the deni- dynamic of their family. Yeah, and I love how Lucas is just like, all right, I got to go. He gets the advice, and he's off. And then I think it goes to, oh, I like, I like how Lucas rides his bike from his house, and it passes Dustin's mom out front looking for Muse. And I know, but it's nice because you, we know that those houses are actually so really close to each other that when he bikes out and he passes her, it's a nice, it's a nice shot. It's like a nice one camera shot where he followed, they follow Lucas on the bike. Yeah. And we go to Dustin and he is faking a phone call. Like he's acting like he's talking to somebody to convince his mom that the neighbors might've possibly seen Muse in another area. He's trying to divert her. And Dustin's faking the phone call and his mom believes him. And so she heads out. I love this scene. This is where Dustin realizes that he's got to take charge. This is, you know, Muse has just eaten, been eaten by, by Dart. Poor Dart. And, well, poor Muse. Poor Poor Dart. I like Dart. Dart. If you think about it, though, that's within Dart's, like, animal nature. Like, he eats meat. (laughs) That makes it okay. Uh, No, I'm not saying it makes it okay. But think about it. If it was, like, an animal out in the wild, they would kill another animal and they would eat it, right? And you would still like that animal. You might not like what they did. It's just because he's, they're trying to domesticate a demodog. Like, it doesn't really make sense. We can get more into this. What is it? Episode 8, episode 9, when the stuff with Dustin happens in the tunnels? Yeah, I think it's probably, I think it's 8. Yeah. So, oh, I thought you had more. <laughs> oh, no, that's it, because I don't want to talk about it now, but when we get to those episodes, we will. Okay. So, Dustin has this cool 1980s montage where he's, like, putting on his hockey gear, and he's getting ready to trick Dart, and he's throwing the bologna slices all over the floor. Right. I thought Gaten played that role really well. It was really funny. And I liked how Dart comes out of the house, but it doesn't go exactly as planned. Like, he can sense Dustin in the garage, and he kind of looks at him. Yeah. And I love when Dustin hits him, and he goes into the thing, and then he's like, I'm sorry, Ugh. but you ate my cat. <laughs> also, here's a fun thing so Dustin you can't really see it because he's wearing a zip-up hoodie but he's wearing a shirt a yellow shirt you can see kind of the top of it and it's from an orthodontist in Missouri his name is Dr. Wes Ella he created the shirt back in 1982 and the shirt says brace yourself for the future and he was essentially a dentist that back in the 80s he created this shirt for his orthodontic patients and he gave one to everybody when they came in it was just like a promotional item that he did and he and his daughter were watching the show and they saw this that top half through the sweater and Dustin wearing it. And they were like, is That's that? Sick. They were like, is that That's our cool. shirt from the, is, is that our shirt? And so they contacted, according to the article, they contacted Netflix and Netflix confirmed that indeed was one of the shirts. They found it and they thought it would be something that Dustin would wear. That's so cool. And the dentist was really cool because he said, you know, it makes sense since Dustin's character in That's life and, in life and, and in the show has a dental issue and he would probably be a patient of his getting that kind of work That's done. That's so cool. And so they actually sell that shirt on 
on Etsy. It's only $19.99, and the dentist has said if he gets a huge profit from it, if he sees that people are really buying the shirt, they're going to donate it to Dustin's foundation. Aww. So look that up. It's His name is Dr. Wes, W-E-S, last name A-L-L-A-I, and the shirt is called Brace Yourself for the Future. I don't know their exact Etsy account, but that should probably lead you right to it. And it's a really funny shirt. It's very like something you think Dustin would wear but in the show you only see like the top half and I thought wow those those are some eyeballs he noticed that top section so Dustin gets ready and he you know he gets dart trapped and it goes over to 11 so this episode has a lot of different things happening in it you know we're dealing with Joyce and Will and Mike we're dealing with Hopper in the tunnels we're dealing with Dustin trying to figure out what to do with dart and we also have 11 she's getting out of the truck and she's being dropped off at the Ives house Did you think that trucker was creepy or was he supposed to be sweet? I think he's supposed to be sweet, but also that's super, I don't know, like. I know that in the 70s and the 80s, there was like hitchhiking was a thing. Tons of people kind of did it. I don't think he'd be cool with like taking. It seemed. Maybe if he was like, she was like, I'm lost. I need to go back to my mom's house. He was like, oh, okay. I couldn't tell. It kind of seemed inappropriate, like creepy. But then he, but then he was like, but then he was like, make sure you see your mom. That adds too many more elements to. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because he was like, make sure your mom. And it's never addressed again. So yeah. But I just wondered. Uh, Her mom is watching Family Feud, and she's saying to like breathe sunflower rainbow four fifty, and you know. Oh, that's what all those things on Twitter were that we were trying to figure out, like with the with the sunflower and the breathing thing. And then, like, the bunch of arrows and the 450. Do you think that Terry's sister, Eleven's aunt, is a bad guy? Do you think that she's working with... No. I feel like she could that's be. That's too... There's too many... Ugh, there's so well, many that's levels what the, in the show. Yeah, but that's know. what this show is. Like, it's levels. Because it, it seems kind of like... I don't think it is. Because they... I don't know. They don't really show anything... Like, well, there's give me some, an example of why I'm not saying that. I can't give you examples. I'm what? I just <laughs> I read some art. I thought like I think she acts strange sometimes. Like I think some of the ways that she reacts to Eleven showing up are a little bit too like oh okay you you know open this door with your mind great come on in like she's a little bit too chill about things that when she talked to Hopper and Joyce in season one she was like no you know my sister's crazy she believes in like sci-fi stuff and that yeah. kind of thing and then in this season she's kind of like no I don't want it but um 11 or jane like throws open the door and she lets her come in and she's just you know you think she'd be like what the hell like you open this door with your like something seems a little off so i looked it up just to see if other people maybe thought that and there is a popular fan theory out there that she somehow started working with hawkins like maybe she went to them when joyce and and hopper came to her season one yeah and maybe but it might not be bad maybe to her yeah maybe dr owens just came to her and he's trying to like hey we're trying to write these issues this thing actually did happen with your sister and maybe that's why she's just more self-aware maybe it's not that she's like this terrible evil villain yeah it switches back to nancy and jonathan and they're going to find murray the conspiracy theorist because they've because they're still on that trip they've got the tape and they walk in and he's you know drinking (laughs) so they see murray and they've got the tape and they go in and i like this part because i like when he's like look if you're here to tell me about the bear in in harrington's yard again i've already heard this story yeah he's like i've already heard this story and he's like i know everything that happened to barb in this day he's like some of it may be a little off and nancy's like oh your timeline is way wrong and they start telling him about like 11 that she's not like a russian spy or whatever he thinks and so i actually like those three together like i think that's an interesting dynamic yeah i like it too 
Okay, so we're back at the buyer's house, and it's Joyce and Mike and Will. They're trying to figure out the maps, and Bob the Brain shows up. Bob the Brain. He's really so sweet when he Bob shows up with the mile. I like how he shows up with all the, like, little games for Will, and he's like, hey, Joyce, I can help, you know, I can hang out while he's getting better or whatever, and Joyce is being really weird about it. She's like, no, no. I like how Joyce has pieces of tape all over her. Did you notice that? Oh, she She's does? covered in pieces of scotch tape. Oh, yeah, well, like she's, she's trying to tape up the Yeah, house. like she's been walking around the house finding p- different drawings, and I noticed that because I do that all the time like when I'm wrapping gifts I'll just put like pieces of scotch tape all down my arm so that I can just like quickly grab it yeah and I was like oh that's funny she's like ready to go she's on a mission but Bob they bring Bob in and Bob is really chill like I he's such a good guy like he doesn't really judge her he walks around and he's kind of just like okay like because he's yeah. never seen the lights like he doesn't know look Joyce does this all the time yeah <laughs> it's like not new for her but he walks in and he's so, looking so like to what extent has she told him about what happened last year i don't think she's told him anything she probably just said what lucas told max that everybody kind of knows is like will when disappearing that they found him and now he's having some trouble coping with the world because remember she says at the later towards the end she's going to make a statement about how they were told that they couldn't say anything to anybody Um, i think it might even be the next episode we'll find out yeah i'm not sure but Bob comes in and, you know, he immediately, because he's Bob the Brain, he starts looking around and he's worried about everybody. But then he, like, figures it out. Oh, so we go back to Hopper in the vines again. And he starts to get trapped. So we're back to Dustin. And Dustin is trying to figure out where the gang is. So he's trapped Dart and he needs help. He doesn't know what to do with Dart. Oh, yeah. And he's trying to contact so he's, Lucas. Yeah, he doesn't know where Lucas is because Lucas is off with Max, which is actually something that they show Ooh. during this episode. They show that Max or that Lucas set something up with Keith at the arcade to make her think that like one of the video arcades is broken. And then he takes her into the back room. I love um, Lucas's face when she comes back and she looks so pissed. He does it just kind of like smile like, hey, I know yeah. I did something bad, but forgive me because I want to tell you something. And then he's like, do you accept the risk? And she's just like, what? So that is something that's happening during this episode. A lot of times we go like scene through scene, but we don't necessarily need to. So Dustin's trying to reach everybody, but he can't find them. So Lucas is at the arcade and he goes to the Wheeler house. He's trying to, well, he's trying to find him oh, on the walkie talkies. Oh, is this scene with, um, Steve. With- no, no, no. Is this is? Oh, yeah, because this is the scene where he talks to Mike's dad. Yes, that is one of my favorite scenes in the series. It's so funny. Yeah, so this is the scene where the best um, bro relationship is born. Steve is getting out of his car. He's got the roses, and he's just like, Nancy, I'm sorry, I love you, Nancy, I'm sorry. Uh, but before that happens, Dustin is at the house, and he knocks on the door, and Ted Wheeler answers the phone, and Mrs. Wheeler's on the phone, and he's like, um. Uh, Huh? Do you know where Nancy is? Do you know where Mike is? And he says to Dustin, our children don't live here anymore. Didn't you know that? And Dustin's like, oh, you're totally useless. And then it goes to Steve. Language. And I love that Steve is coming up with the flowers and Dustin just grabs them. And he's like, we've got other things to do. Do you got the bat? And what I like about this scene, too, is that Steve isn't like... He's not like question it. Yeah, he just like like, Dustin's like like, Nancy's not here. We got other things that are more important. You got the bat. Let's go. And he's like, what? What? All right, all right. And he runs and he jumps in the car and he just gets going. That's what I like about this. I think it's so the bat with the nails. They connect. Like Dustin is in charge. Dustin's younger, but he's like Steve. We're gonna do this. And Steve's like, all right, okay, let's go. And so while all that is happening, I'm just trying to remember everything else that happens in this episode. So then they go to Dustin's house, or is there something in between that? I don't think they go to Dustin's yet. I think it goes back to Jonathan and Nancy with Murray and they've kind of they've played him the tape and Nancy is asking like is it enough right Uh she's asking is it this enough to do it and he's like it's so much and it's so much proof that we have to like water it down at first I hated the fact that he was sitting there drinking to think I was like lame like he's just like oh I'm gonna 
drink. But then it makes sense. But then you're like, oh, it totally makes sense. Like, he's watering it down. And they determine a plan. They try to figure it out. They kind of make Jonathan seem stupid in this episode because he's like, what? Jonathan's kind of stupid. I don't think I don't think he's stupid. I just I want him to express his own like ideas. Yeah. Like he, I love that he supports Nancy. That is a really good characteristic. But also Jonathan has ideas. Um, let's hear them, Jonathan. <laughs> but so they they devise a plan. They figure out what they're gonna do. And Max, and then we go back to I, this is not in any order now. But I think Max goes back to the arc. They go back to the arcade with Max, and she's with Lucas. And he's just told her the whole thing, and she's like, "I don't believe you." Okay. Oh yeah, she's like, "Oh, I liked it. That was a great story." I love that part. She's so funny. One thing that I thought was kind of weird is when he runs out after her, and she's in the arcade, and she starts screaming about like Eleven and everything that happened last year, and he puts his hand over her mouth to quiet her, but he's doing it in a way that's like protecting her like shh be quiet yeah i was like that's kind of an aggressive move to like just like slap your man hand over someone's mouth but i think that lucas is so sweet he's so gentle that you're like no he would never actually do anything like that yeah you're like it's okay because he's had such a transition from season one where he was very like angry yeah he's more understanding like it's funny because max is like you know his the person that he's interested in right now at least the friendship at this point and you know in season one he was all like bump this this is crap i don't believe any of this and now this season max is the one that's doing it max is like no i don't believe anything you guys are saying and then max leaves she runs out and billy is in the car being a lunatic and she tells Lucas to stay away from the door, and he does, but he doesn't. He, He's like, so- comes out, and he follows her to the car, and it's like, she told you. She said, please don't follow me out, and he doesn't, but he just kind of, like, lurks yeah. in the doorway so you can, like, see him. Again, I was watching another video, and everyone's like, Billy's racist, and I'm like, okay. The more you see it... It does seem like he's racist. I mean, it he... It makes sense. It's the early 80s. I mean, I get what he was saying, Dacker. Like, I understand his point of view, but the way that the show shoots it, and it's not like they give any other... I mean, I wish they had another opportunity where she was with, like, Mike or just do and, Dustin, yeah. and then he was like, what are you doing hanging out with them? Then you would go, oh, yeah, he's but just no, a jerk. It seems but like they don't... Caleb in, or not Caleb, Lucas in particular. And it's all... Well, it's only Lucas. Like, yeah. they only do scenes where she's alone with Lucas when he's like that. And yeah. then when he's with all the other kids, it's already towards the end of the season, so he already has a hate for Lucas, so it's hard to, like, definitively say. Yeah. But if you're looking at it on its own, scene by scene... He definitely seems to be racist. A racist. I mean, you know, hopefully. I don't know. It'll be interesting because I heard the Duffer Brothers say that with Steve, they, you know, they wanted him to be a really bad 80s bad guy. And then they met Joe and he was so nice that they kind of worked the story around him. And so with Billy, they were like, we really want to have a mean 80s bad guy. So they have to keep him mean. So I think he's going to get worse and worse. Like, I think as the seasons progress, I don't think he's going to have a revelatory moment. Unless it's something like, you know, in season four, the Demogorgon is coming to fight kill max he might like save her and redeem himself at the end but they were like we're very interested in having an all bad guy that's what we really want so him being racist would make total sense then this episode is just kind of like i mean there's a lot that happens in this episode let's see let's see if we can just like quickly in our brains so will joyce and mike and bob figure out where that hopper is trapped they figure out where he is trapped at did they go to dustin's house yet with steve or steve uh no okay no not yet episode okay cool not yet 
then we have Dustin who's on a journey to stop Dart and he joins up with Steve. We have Lucas who's on a journey to convince Max that they don't hate her, that they want her in the group. Then we have Eleven who connects with her mom. We didn't really go into detail on that. So Eleven decides that she wants to connect with her mom in the, um, I don't know if it's the Upside Down or whatever the world is that Eleven's able to connect with people in. And her mom kind of like highlights the story of what happened to her about how she had the baby and the baby was taken from her and then she went into Hawkins and was like violent with the gun. That's a pretty, that violent sequence for the show um, I like it though it was it was cool to see like I um like I was really hoping to see her backstory this season and I guess we got like a like a taste of it I don't know yeah it'll be interesting there's a uh, there's another fan theory that Eleven is not really Jane that she is one of the kids but she's not <gasps> Jane that'd be cool yeah it'd be interesting um or maybe she has like a twin something like that and then we go oh and then we go to Hawkins lab right because Hawkins lab has the part from the pumpkins where they're testing it and Dr. Owen sees the like little tornadoes forming in the yeah. in the what are those ethers yeah and so he he realizes like something's bad. I actually do think Dr. Owens is good. I think he's I, do too. I think he's trying to right the mistakes of Dr. Brenner, but because so much bad was done, he's kind of like he's stuck in a rock in a hard place. Up, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like if you're a good politician but you come into a bad system, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? Just try your best to like navigate through what's already there and try to make it the best that you can. And I think that is what he's doing. And then the scene ends with everybody going out to the pumpkin patch, which was really fun because we've been to that area and we saw the hole where they start digging in the ground. Joy starts digging and... Oh no, is this the will part? Yes. No. You know, they said that he didn't have any special effects on him or anything. Yeah, like he was really just like wigging uh, out like that. He, if he doesn't get nominated for like every award, I'm going to lose my garbage. He deserves it. Yeah, Noah Schnapp, excellent. Excellent uh, job. So good. He's... I mean, they're all great, but it's always nice to just see them really given like a meaty material and he just does such a great yeah. job. So that's it. It ends on Will. He's shaking in the ground. He's freaking out. Everybody's circling around him. They're trying to figure out what's happening. And we'll have to find out next episode, chapter six, what's what's going down. Before we end the podcast, we do want to tell you some announcements, some things that we have heard about if you follow us on Instagram. We have about 7,200 fans right now. Please share our posts. Please do anything that you can to help us get to 10,000 followers. We have a huge opportunity that's coming up to moderate an event. I don't want to give you too many details, but we do need more followers to do it. Also, for fans of Steve, Joe Keery, he's going to be making an appearance at Jacksonville, Florida's Collective Con next year, March 23rd through the 25th. We're hoping that he doesn't cancel. He was scheduled for a Tampa event last year in July, and he had to cancel. And also, this is the con that Millie and Noah were scheduled for, and they both canceled. He canceled due to school, and she canceled due to uh, the sickness, which everyone know about. So I actually think there's a good deal or a good chance that all of these folks will show up this year, because you're not going to cancel like a con two years in a row. So if Joe's coming that means they're probably working on trying to get Sadie who's touring who knows I know for a fact that they're reaching out to Kat and Randy and Cynthia so that would be really fantastic we're gonna be there most definitely will Tori pass out who knows we'll have to see she thinks she's gonna be chill but I I don't think I'm gonna be chill I I know I'm not I think you're gonna start crying I think I'm just gonna like freeze I'm gonna be like I'll be like Joe this is my sister she was alive but she's dead now (laughs) (laughs) she died (laughs) she is currently having a panic attack it's fine yeah Joe's off the market guys they posted all those pictures of (laughs) there was a snapchat story about him and his girlfriend kissing on the red carpet and I was like I don't care I don't want to see this this is heartbreaking we're happy for you Joe live your life so I need that good in Independence Day I don't know (laughs) but yeah so we're gonna be at that con and keep your eye on it 
to see if, you know, usually if one Stranger Things guest happens, more occur. And I feel like Millie said, you know, last year she was sick and she would make it up to fans. And Noah said last year that he had to miss the con because of school, but that he would be there this year. The con hasn't officially announced anything, but, you know, there's a big possibility. So that's in Jacksonville, Florida. I know they keep doing a lot of Southern events and all of you folks in other places are mad. Why is it always Florida? Why is it always Georgia? And I don't know, but I hope that getting the notice four months in advance gives you time to plan. And I hope that you'll be there and I hope that you see Tori and I. And thank you for listening. Please send us your questions and comments to our gmail the upside down pod at gmail.com a lot of you send us really cool fan theories you dm us through instagram if you could get like an audio recorder on your phone we use easy app recorder out when we're you know interviewing people on the streets if you use an iphone you can just use voice recorder too yeah just record yourself it'll save a file and just forward that file straight to us at the upside down pod at gmail.com and we'll play your actual voice speaking and we like this because then you say your names right and we don't mispronounce anything and we can actually kind of have a conversation with you plus it's cool because we get to feature you and your words asking us something so we're really into that and that's all that we have for this week hopefully we'll have some interviews coming up we know we have brooke in january we hopefully have karen in the next two weeks and that's all that i have tori do you have anything else papa cool stay strange Thanks for listening to the Upside Down Podcast hosted by Ash and Tori. For more information, visit our website at theupsidedownpod.com. You can also contact us at theupsidedownpod at gmail.com, as well as follow us on our Facebook and Instagram under the Upside Down Podcast. Episodes are released every Monday, so be sure to subscribe to us. We're available on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, and Pocket Casts. All right, so we posted an Instagram video the other day, and it was Kilby talking about Hopper being stuck in the vines, and it's got over 14,000 views. So Kilby, Kilby doesn't even know that number. So Kilby, we want to know, what is it that you like about Stranger Things, or what do you want to tell us about? Um, Dustin. You like Dustin? Uh-huh, and Eleven. I know you love Dustin and Eleven. What do you like about Dustin? I like Dustin when he trapped Dart and he says sorry to him. That is Aww. sweet because you wanted them to be friends, right? Yeah. And then why do you like Eleven? Because uh, her trying to fight that big Debagora. She is trying to find it, right? Because she wants to help her friends. Like this one. Uh. They can't see your Demogorgon, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, but but uh, but another one's too said, so, Ooh, gross! That was gross. <laughs> oh, when they first met Dart, when they yeah. were talking to him, and he was like slimy, like a worm. Yeah. But you like Dart, right? Yeah. Why he, do you like Dart? Because he because doesn't say sorry. Think they'll be friends later? Yes. Yeah, I think so too. What else? I don't know. What else do you want to tell us? Um. <laughs> Dart really loves candy. Dart does love candy. But what else in Stranger Things? I don't know. You tell me. Um, so you like Eleven and mm-hmm. Dart. And Nick's her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mike? And she's going to kiss him? We don't know. We'll see. I saw him kiss her. <laughs> <laughs> You're not afraid of Demogorgons or Demodogs, are you? Demogorgons? I'm not afraid of Demodogs. They were cute. <laughs> I love Stranger Things and Dark.